Today on episode number 754, we're going to make it easy to reward your audience to share your show and grow your audience. I've got a great tool for that. We've got an update on the Dog Podcast Network. And Glenn the Geek got really, really sick. And talking about your audience, his audience came to the rescue. Oh my gosh, wait till you hear this story. It was a giant box of love. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, the School of Podcasting helps you plan, launch, and grow your podcast. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER. And remember, from now to the end of the year, 2020, that coupon code LISTENER L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, gets you 30% off, and not just the first month, every month after that. Check it out, schoolofpodcasting.com slash start, and again, the coupon code LISTENER. Now, speaking of listeners, one of the things we do on this show, it's a segment called Because of My Podcast, and if you can answer that question, hey, Dave, because of my podcast, and then it's something that, well, wouldn't have happened except, yeah, you guessed it, you had podcast. And today we have a story of listeners and I'm going to be talking about Glenn the Geek Hebert. Now, if you are new to the show, one of the things I preach a lot is a lot of times we don't need the backstory. And in this example, you're going to hear Glenn talk about the backstory. And the reason for that is Glenn was sick. Glenn was very sick. And I left that in here because that is what inspired his audience to bust into action. And so we're going to hear from Glenn. I've got some other examples. I'm going to talk about this today. And I've got a cool tool that will help you take your super fans, your super listeners, those people that are like, oh, I just love your show. And how can you take that and Get them to support your show by helping you grow your audience. So that's what's coming up today on the show. Here is my conversation with Glenn Hebert from horseradionetwork.com. Glenn the Geek, welcome back to the show, buddy. Thank you. And I thank you for all the kind words. I heard you wishing me well while I was sick. So I appreciate that. Tell everybody the the joy that you you had. You you had some, some health issues pop up. So basically, they found cancer in the colon. Uh, go get your colonoscopies, by the way, uh, because that's where they found it. So I went in for that for five days. But uh, after that, I got a massive infection. I was about a day or two away from being in the ICU with sepsis, which is that, you know, infection that pretty much, you know, takes your organs out and you, you die. Finally, they figured out I had this massive infection before I ended up in really bad shape and pumped me full of antibiotics. But it was weeks and weeks and weeks of massive pain. I couldn't eat. Every time I ate, I would be bent over in pain. So they did that. Well, unfortunately, this infection killed my gallbladder, uh, which also started causing trouble. So I had to have that removed. So within two months, I had two surgeries with two body parts cut out and I had a massive infection. So I was pretty much out of work for two months, the longest I've been out of work in my working life. If you're new to Glenn the Geek, he does a daily show. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I work like 100 hours a week forever. Yeah. So... Uh, fortunately, I have a great team that really picked up the slack. My wife, Jennifer, and and Jemmy, and Neil, and everybody picked up the slack. 
uh, and my hosts, I, you know, I have 30 some hosts and they were all great about it. But you know what really surprised me the most was the listeners. We have a group of Patreon uh, supporters that are about 500 and some plus now. And they're, we call them auditors. That's a, it's a term that we use in the horse world. And the, after the first surgery, when I got really sick, they, and I didn't know anything about this, they formed a secret room on Facebook because they know I watch the auditor room. They have their own private room. And they formed a secret room that I didn't know about. And about 100 of them got together and put a gift box together and had a local person shipped it to one of our local auditors and a friend of ours and had her come over and give it to me. Dave, I just cried because I was really sick at this point. So I needed a boost. And in that box was over $4,000 in gift certificates and gifts. Holy cow. (laughs) There were hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of Visa gift cards like four or $500 of an Amazon gift card. They thought about it enough that they found out who our farrier was, the person that shoes our horses mm-hmm. and found out who that was and contacted them and, and did a $400 gift card with our farrier. So Jennifer would get a little something. It was just humbling. It was humbling. About a hundred of them signed the card. It was just incredible. And you don't realize what how you're impacting people, you know, because of my podcast story, right? This is the ultimate one of those. It is uh, <laughs> because you don't realize how you're impacting people. The notes I got, and and I couldn't keep up with the face, private Facebook messages. Just everybody messaging, seeing how I was. So I would do public posts just to catch up everybody. But it was uh, it was humbling, and you know, and I can't tell you the messages I got that said, you know, this is how you helped me get through a tough time, and you didn't even know it. Mm. So you don't know how you're affecting people, right? You don't know how listening to your show that day helped them because they're in the middle of the divorce and it was the worst day of their life or they were sick or COVID, you know, just took some of uh, their family member. There was there was two of those that said, you know, I, your show, your daily show is what got me through the time when we lost somebody. You don't hear about those things until they tell you. And it usually takes a prompt for them to tell you. And I guess me getting sick was the prompt. But it was incredible. It was just to you know, talk about community. You know, it was it was humbling. <laughs> it was humbling. Did they completely surprise you? Like, did they did you have any? I have no idea. No idea. They had formed this private room. There were, there were 100, 200 in the private room that, that all, all coordinating with each other because they shipped all the stuff to one mm-hmm. place. And I had lost my Greyhound uh, dog about a year ago. And I, they knew I'd talked about on the air that we talked about getting another one. And I said, you know, if I if I do have cancer, then I'm I'm going to need a dog, right? So they knew I wanted to get one. Well, they they sent enough cash to do the adoption for the dog, and that was one of the things we had to use the cash for the adoption of the dog. And we actually ended up adopting a dog because nice. of it. Um, <laughs> so they, you know, because they listen, they know our life because we're on every yeah. day. Speaking of that, <laughs> I know when you lost your dog, didn't one of your listeners do a painting? I have it here on the wall. And and one of some of the gifts I've gotten here is a painting of my pony. I got a painting of my pony as a gift here recently. Just, you know, the gifts, they just keep sending stuff. Wow. <laughs> uh, it's You don't realize how you're affecting people. That's the bottom line until, until they have a reason to tell you how. Mm. And it's hard to put a price on that. Like when somebody's going through a divorce and you distract them from the the sledgehammer of divorce that's hitting him in the head. You know, that's, that's 
I'll, I'll tell you a lesson here too. My co-host for the morning show, Jamie, did ask me early on, and I didn't even remember this because I was so sick. But she said, you know, a couple of the listeners want to do something for you. Should I tell them to send you stuff? Should I give you your address, or should we tell them to give it to charity? And I thought about that hard because that's a decision that. As you grow, you're going to have to make that decision at some point. And I thought, you know what? The times that I wanted to give an individual something and then they deflected it to charity didn't mean as much for me as the giver because mm-hmm. I wanted to give them something. And these listeners, you're their friend. So I said to Jamie, let them do what they want to do because I thought, you know, it's more important for them to give something directly to their friend. And if I had deflected, it wouldn't have meant as much to them. Yeah, it would have been great for the charity, but I had to think about, you know, I I didn't care really, but I wanted them to feel like they were giving it to their friend. And so that's why we made that decision to do that. And then I forgot all about it. And then, you know, four weeks later, this shows up. And I don't know if that was the right decision, but I think it was from the feedback I got. They felt like they gave me something personally because I helped them through times that I didn't even know about. You're letting them return the favor is what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I don't think them donating to charity quite has that same effect. It's not as personal. No, it's I, I'm with you on that. Nothing against don't, you know, donate to charity anyway, but. I'm not saying don't donate to charity. Yeah, we do. You know, every month the Horse Radio Network donates to a horse. Oh, charity, nice. But yeah, we do that every month. Well, it's great to have you back. Good to be back. Any other thoughts, like as you're now kind of looking back on this, any other lessons or, or thoughts? Well, you know, I think one of the important things is have a backup plan, especially if you have a co-host. If you're doing this solo, it's kind of tough. But if you have a uh, if you have a show with a co-host, have a backup plan. And we did. Uh, so we didn't miss any episodes during that whole time. There was always backup co-hosts that were there. And we had planned that ahead of time, you know, and ju- and I had planned that if something went wrong in the surgery, that we would have the shows would continue. So if you have a co-host, have a backup plan, have a backup co-host or talk to your co-host ahead of time. You should do that anyway. I mean, just for an emergency of car accident or whatever, and you can't do it for a while. You get COVID and you can't do it for a while. And that way you don't miss episodes, because as you know, that's still one of my biggest things is not to miss episodes, especially if you have a sponsor, then you can't. Right. Right. And it also made me think about my life insurance and all that (laughs) other stuff, too. So, yeah. Well, Glenn, I want to thank you for for sharing this this awesome because of my podcast story. For me, it it's nice to hear because I think we do sometimes forget that even, you know, even if we don't hear from people, obviously some of those people, you know, you may not have heard from in a while. And boy, like you said, when when you went down, it triggered them to go, oh, hey, it's time to time to go support my friends. So I really do appreciate you coming on to uh, to share the story. Thanks, Dave. OK, this is one of those things that we kind of just like. We just heard a bunch of numbers. I want to stop a second. I want to slow down. $4,000. Can we think about $4,000 in gift cards? A hundred people went behind his back and kept a secret. That's amazing in itself. A hundred people signed the card. And, you know, there's one thing to give a gift card, which is amazing. But when you find out, hey, who puts the shoes on your horse and we're going to work a deal with them, that is going way beyond that. Then you go into things like paintings for a dog that they had lost. How much more personal can you get for that? And then the fact that they gave him money to adopt a new dog. And the gifts keep 
coming. Now, how does this happen? Number one, Glenn is a guy that has integrity. He has integrity. He, we've talked to Glenn in the past. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash Glenn with two N's, G-L-E-N-N, the geek, you will see all the episodes I have with Glenn. And we've talked about how he won't promote advertisers on his show unless he likes their product. So he delivers value. He entertains. I've mentioned Glenn before how much work he puts into this to make it entertaining and to basically connect with his audience. And I hate this word because I often cannot say it, but it's the law of reciprocity, which means I scratch your back and then you feel compelled to scratch mine. And notice, Glenn didn't know any of this was going on. This is the other thing I think that makes this special. It wasn't like Glenn was like, hey, we're doing a pledge drive if we can get to $4,000. No, he didn't ask for any of this. Glenn is all about serving his audience. Danny Pena from Gamer Tag Radio just got to interview Keanu Reeves because Danny's one of the top, well, he probably is the top gaming podcast. And if you talk to Danny, he is always serving his audience. All It's always about your audience, making things easier for them. And I always preach, you know, make it easy to subscribe to your show. And so many people are about, hey, please leave me a rating and review. And today I'm here to tell you that is not the thing you're going to be asking for. And I've got a tool that's going to help you with that. One more thing that Glenn said was these people wanted to help their friend. And that is the case. When you deliver content that is valuable on a consistent basis, and maybe you share a little bit about yourself, they kind of get to know you and like you. And so uh, Jason Sacco of the Ankylosis Spondylitis podcast was on the podcast review show, and we kind of asked him at the end. And if you're not familiar with that show, that's a show I do with myself and Eric K. Johnson. He's the podcast talent coach. He's got 30 years on radio, and we basically do an insanely in-depth audit of your podcast. Find that at podcastreviewshow.com. And at the end, we kind of go, hey, do you have any questions? So it's really podcast consulting with two podcast consultants for about the price of a half. And so Jason was saying some things and then this came out. So when Glenn talks about they wanted to help their friend, this is how Jason felt about myself and Eric. The funny thing is, well, I've never met Dave or you in person. I feel like you guys are buddies because I listen to you every week. So, and both you guys, it's, if I hit something like, oh, that was a good point. I need to ask about that or... I saw this piece of equipment. Dave, have you used this? What's it, yay or nay? And it just random things like that come up. But in my mind, we talk every week, <laughs> even though we're not talking every week. And that's what right. I so That's the power of podcasting right there is that Dave and I don't, we've never, I, let me rephrase that. We've talked on the phone once. You and I have talked on the phone once, Eric, yeah. you and I. But in my mind, and I'm hoping my listeners' minds, we talk every week. Yeah. Yep. So it's like talking to a family member. We talk every week. I talk to you guys more than I talk to some family. That is a powerful statement. I talk to you, again, talking kind of quotation marks. I talk to you more than I talk to some of my family. And that's the relationship that you can build, key point here, over time. If you're new to the show, I often say that it takes about three years to build an audience and the reason for that is I keep finding 
clips of people saying things like this. You know, the show that I produced for the past five years, Rico Decode with Kara Swisher, Kara already had a huge existing fan base. So convincing those people to listen to a Kara Swisher podcast is relatively easier. We started the show in 2015. I don't think we really hit our stride until 2018. That was the year that we had Mark Zuckerberg on and Elon Musk, and really some of my favorite episodes of the entire run of the show. That was when, it, when everything really clicked into place as to, you know, so e even a big show like that with a really talented, already popular host like that, it took time and a lot of work to get to that place where we were like completely happy. And that is Eric Johnson, not to be confused with the podcast talent coach, Eric K. Johnson. That's Eric Johnson from Bumblecast.fm on the podcast audience. And you can find that at audience.castos.com. 2021 is right around the corner. And if you're looking to get a podcast up and going in the right direction, please come visit me at schoolofpodcasting.com. I'm going to help you sound professional. I'm going to help you sound really like a million bucks without spending a million bucks. I'm going to make sure you don't sound stupid. I'm going to make sure you don't buy stuff that you don't need. If you're worried about podcasting, you don't have to worry. You're going to get access to my step-by-step -step tutorials, my brilliant Facebook group filled with other just awesome podcasters and live group coaching. And if you're not happy within the first 30 days, just say, hey, Dave, podcasting is not for me, and I will give you your money back. Join worry-free. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. That is schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. I look forward to working with you and getting your podcast off the ground. Word of mouth is one of the top, if not the top ways that podcasters grow their audience. They have their friends tell them. In fact, if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 753, you can hear last week's episode where Carrie Green, in less than two years, has built up to 8,600 downloads per episode, not per month, not per week, per episode. And his number one way is by having his audience tell their friends. And so today we're talking about refer.fm. If you want to see this in action, go to refer.fm, that's R-E-F-E-R.fm slash school of podcasting, no spaces, refer.fm slash school of podcasting. And what I'm doing is if you refer two people to the show, I'm going to make you a custom thank you video. If you really like the show and you refer 10 friends to it, you're going to get a signed copy of my book, Profit From Your Podcast, absolutely free. If you refer 25 friends, you're just on fire about the show. You get your family, your friends, your neighbors, everybody, 25 friends to, to subscribe to the show. You will get a 30 minute coaching call for free. Again, if you want to see this in action, refer.fm slash school of podcasting. And what you're going to listen to now is me interview Amira, who's the CEO of this new product. And I love the fact that they went, look, what is working in podcasting? Word of mouth. That's how people are spreading the word about their podcast. What can we do to make that easier? Amira, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Uh, let's start off with what inspired it. The number one request that we get from podcasters is to help them grow their audience. And so we sat back and we said, all right, we think we can help build some tools that help podcasters grow their audience. And I'm, I'm actually a big fan of the Morning Brew newsletter. And they're really good about 
in every newsletter plugging their referral program. And so I started investigating it. And I found out that Morning Brew has grown like 15x, mostly driven by the referral program. And I said, podcasts are grown by word of mouth. Like, why don't podcasters have referral programs? And we said, could we build this for podcasts? And I talked to my engineers and they said, yeah, we could totally build this for podcasts. And that was a couple months ago. And, and here we are today with a new drop from Glow, which is Referomatic, a way to help build a referral program for your podcast. Obviously, the, the podcaster benefits because your audience is now being the, the sales team, for lack of a better phrase. They're out there sharing the word about this. So hopefully they'll get some more listeners. What's in it for the person that refers them? So it's up to the podcaster, but you can set incentives for your listeners. So we've seen incentives be set at everything from cold hard cash. So refer five friends to the podcast and you'll give them $5 to a limited edition t-shirt or a mug from the podcast, to an opportunity to be able to get a live audience with, with you, the host, to I think we have someone offering hand-drawn postcards of Chinese leaders for a podcast that's about China. The incentives can be set up to whatever you want and something that is meaningful to the podcast, but the listeners are super excited to share your show. And the incentive is a sweetener. It's something that really fuels them to be able to share something that they are already excited about sharing. Right. That's, hey, wow, I get to to help my friend, the, the podcaster. And on top of it, whatever, I'm going to get a free t-shirt. And that, especially if that's like limited edition, it's a badge of honor that, hey, I did the work. I've got the t-shirt. I referred five people, et cetera. So if we could pretend we can get back together in public and you've got the cool, I referred five people t-shirt, it's a cool little badge of honor. So right now, as I record this, it's December, 2020. And this is fairly new. How long have you been in your beta program? Yeah, so we spun up Referomatic in the first week of October. And then it was just three podcasters that we talked to and hand emailed. Um, and then we officially spun out the beta program about three weeks ago. So it's been a few weeks since we started opening up our wait list and getting new podcasters um, in the general public on board. And it's been awesome to see the response. Walk us through, I sign up and currently right now it's $20 a month. And so somebody signs up, what happens from there? Yeah, so you sign up. So you go to refer.fm, sign up and drop your email address. And what we'll do is we'll respond to you and we'll say, thanks so much for signing up for the Referomatic waitlist. Here's some information we need from you in order to get started. And we're going to ask you some simple information. It's the name of your podcast, your RSS feed, your album art. And then the most important thing that we're going to ask you for is what you want your rewards to be. You submit that to us, and depending on how the waitlist queue is looking, we'll spin up a page for you for your referral program and send it right back for you to check out and to be able to take your referral program to a spin. You'll be able to see what the page looks like for you as a refer. You'll be able to see what you know referred listeners will see, be able to offer any edits that you want. And then when you feel good about it, you send it to us, and we will go ahead and finalize your page for you after you submit some credit card information for a two-week free trial. Right now, the turnaround time for waitlist to launch is as little as two days. And so we are able to get people spun up super quickly as long as we keep getting your information from you. So we're really excited to get people started. Dave, the way it would work for you is, and we can plug your referral program right here, is you tell your listeners to go to refer.fm slash school of podcasting. And this page pops up where your listeners can see what you're offering them to share the podcast with their friends. And so they go to this page, refer.fm slash school podcasting. They get a unique referral link, and that link is just for them. 
And that's the link that they share with all their friends to introduce them to the show. And when they share that link with a friend goes to that link and they're taken to a page uh, where they can learn a little bit about the podcast. They can see the previous episodes and then they can open up the show in their podcast player of choice. They can click to open up in Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Overcast, wherever they listen. And once they click to open the show, then we count that referral and you, Dave or Dave's listener, whoever signed up for the referral program, get a credit as soon as that person opens up the show in their podcast player. Nice. And do I know who that person is that just subscribed to my show? This is the coolest part. So as a podcaster, it's really difficult for you to get information about who your listeners are. We make it possible through Affirmatic to capture the email addresses of everyone who signed up to be refer. And these people are your super fans. And so you'll get an up-to-date list of all the people who signed up to be refers, how many people they've referred to the show, and you'll be able to track that anytime to be able to send them personal thank yous. We don't give you the information of the people who signed up to listen to the show, the referees, because that adds more friction to the process. But you do get the email addresses of everyone who signs up to be a refer who are like your super fans, which is great. Your super fans. Exactly. Ah, oh, very cool. Because that way, again, the whole point of this is to dump gas on your super fans so that they go out and do that. So now that I know in my case that Gary Stockton is going to share my link, I can actually send an email to them. Hey, thank you so much for being part of this launch or whatever you want to call it, or this street team back in the days of being a musician, people that would go out and tell their friends and help promote you. You can say, thank you so much. I look forward to seeing how many people you can refer, et cetera, and just start to build that relationship with the people that are out there promoting your show. So that's, I love that idea. Yeah. The idea is like every podcaster should be able to have an ambassador program where you reward the people who are on the front lines of sharing your show um, and make it easy to do that. And so we're excited about this way to reward your listeners who are already telling their friends about their show. But now you can give them a perk to do it and incentivize them to share faster. In my case, as I I looked at my one spreadsheet here, Gary Stockton is here. And how am I going to know how many people Gary has referred? When Gary starts referring people, you'll see a little ticker appear right there in your spreadsheet. So it'll tick up to one or two whenever they have a successful referral. And you'll also get an email every time they have a successful referral. So you'll be able to know whenever someone's sharing your show with others. So let's say Gary refers five people. I'm making him a custom video that says, hey, thanks so much and et cetera. Do I have to go in anywhere to check that he's received it? Or is it just, how does the whole payout system work? Yeah. So payouts work two ways. So incentive one is you're offering cold, hard cash. If that's the case, if you just decide to offer cash as your incentive, we'll handle payouts for you and then just invoice you at the end of the month along with your sort of $20. If you're offering something different, like a custom thank you video or some merch, what we'll do is we'll send you an alert whenever a milestone is reached for your listener. And then you can go ahead and take care of fulfillment. If Gary reaches five listeners and you want to send him a custom video, you'll get an email as soon as he reaches five listeners, letting you know that it's time to send him the custom thank you video. I'm sure there are going to be a lot of people. I'm not sure what to use for rewards. What if they start off with two rewards and then they decide, oh, you know what? That second one stinks. I shouldn't have done that. Can they change the rewards later or how flexible is it? Totally. You can swap out your rewards at any time. And we do a lot of coaching for people who are trying to figure out what kind of rewards to offer because it can be confusing. So you can always change your reward and adjust it based on what you're seeing work and not work. But what we recommend is the following. Here's what we see for people who sign up to be referrers. It's a bimodal distribution. So the vast majority of people who sign up to be referrers, they share with between zero to two people. 
And then the top 10% of shares end up accomplishing 60% of the shares. And so what you want to do is you really want to optimize your program to cater to those sort of two groups of people to get them to share just a little more. So we recommend setting one reward at something that's low, probably between one to three referrals. And that should be something like maybe a shout on the show or some kind of digital good. Maybe you have an ebook that you want to offer or an exclusive episode of, of the show. Just something that gives them like a little sweetener to encourage them to share, which is that one friend and really make sure that they follow through on opening it. And that's your referral targeted at that sort of low-hanging fruit shares, people who sign up just because they love the show and want to figure out new ways to share it. And then you have your super shares. And these are people who are super motivated by the reward. They love you, but they also like really indulge that sense of competition. They're going to get excited by it. And for those people, we recommend setting a benchmark of somewhere around 10 to 15 referrals. Something that's just really cool and interesting. You know, I mentioned we had a show or that we work with that is about China. And that host reward was if you refer the show to 10 friends, he'll draw you a hand-drawn postcard of your favorite Chinese leader. And so we talked to his listeners who are, you know, the super shares, and they were just super motivated by the idea of getting that postcard. It just seemed really awesome to them and really unique. And so when you think about your rewards, think about catering to that biomodal distributions, like the low-hanging fruit shares and then the super shares. And think of something just like really sweet and unique to your show for the super shares, like a carrot that is just really interesting and fun. Any other rewards that you've seen that have caught your eye? Yeah. So I've seen a couple of fun things. One is, you know, we're talking with someone right now that's on a weight loss podcast and the reward is a life-size cutout of one of the hosts shirtless. (laughs) Thank them for being a a sharer. Some of the other ones that we think are great are access to the opportunity to get like um, on a Zoom call with the host or be on the show and participate in one of the shows. Something that just is exciting and, and tailored to you. And the other thing that you could do, which is fun, is you can make it competitive. So we've seen some people just say, whoever gets the most shares will get custom t-shirt or custom piece of merch. And so we've seen one host, the host of Civilized, on Twitter, tell people who's neck and neck with the most number of referrals in order to earn the specialized t-shirt. So you can get really competitive and gamify it. I like that idea. And then could I do that like on a monthly basis? Sure. Why not? I can see the date stamp of when they were referred. So yeah, you could say, all right, top refer for December is Susie Smith or whatever. And then in January, you do it again. And that way you're constantly... Changing up the reward. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. So anything else we should know about Refer.fm before uh, I let you go? What we're really excited about is we built Refer.fm to help every podcaster out there grow. And right now at the early stages, one of the reasons that there's a wait list and we're really making sure that we are working with every podcaster to get started is to make sure that we are providing really good support and studying what works for referral programs. So if you're excited to try it out, we would love to have you. We set the $20 a month threshold really to make sure that there's buy-in from podcasters that are working with us because every podcaster that gets started gets a personal email from me and they get assigned uh, a podcast success manager. And so we're going to do everything we can to make sure your referral program is as successful as possible and really turn on this engine of growth for you. So if you're at all intrigued by trying it out, I really encourage you to check it out. One of the things that we're excited about is it works for podcasters of all sizes, and we want you to come along the journey with us. So head to refer.fm. I'll be interested to see how this goes forward as I start to actually promote it and use it. And uh, thanks so much for A, creating the tool, and thanks for coming on the show to talk about it. 
Thanks so much. And I'll make one last plug. Go to refer.fm slash school podcasting and share school podcasting with your friends. There we go. Thank you so much. Take care. Wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. James Jacobson is launching the Dog Podcast Network at dogpodcastnetwork.com. And we're following along his launch as he gets ready to send it into the stratosphere in January. Here's the quick update. What's what's new in the land of Dog Podcast Network? Well, as we talked about, we are building our team and we're continuing to do that. We've been running ads and, well, we finally hired a senior producer just yesterday. And I'm really excited about that. And so she joins our team. So producer is one of those words that can mean many different things to many different people. So what in your world, in the Dog Podcast Network world, does a producer do? The way that I envision it and sort of my role in, in putting this whole thing together is to be the chief visionary and to, to come up with crazy, big, audacious goals and then find people who can implement them, who are way better at it than I am. So that's what the senior producer is. So it's this is sort of a showrunner, if you will. This is someone who is going to be working hand in hand with me and with other people on our team now in terms of putting this vision together into a show that launches in just about a month. Um, so she will be, you know, booking guests and, uh, and figuring out that like yesterday, we spent a long time looking at the five or six different type of content flows based on some napkin theory. I can send you that. That's really cool. And then also getting into the weeds of, you know, how, how do we do remote interviews? This is someone who had never, uh, used practiced uh, with Squadcast, but she's, you know, like a broadcaster. So it, introducing some of these tools to someone who's, you know, a radio and an audiobook person and saying, hey, this is the way we're doing it in podcasting, or at least that's the way we're doing it at Dog Podcast Network. I know last week we talked about that, you know, you're looking for stories from content creators that happen to be about dogs. For somebody who didn't hear that, can you give us an example of of a, a dog story. Cause it's not like, Hey, my dog Sparky did this. It's like, no, it's actually a story that has a dog in it, not a dog story that happens to have humans in it. Right. It's a dog adjacent story. Although the, my dog, my, my Sparky story would work. We call those dog memoirs. So if you can basically write a really cool memoir and put some great sound into it about like, like the story that you shared last week about your dog and with all of his schizophrenic names and stuff like that. If you write it from his perspective, it's the type of segment that would be, I think pretty interesting and enjoyable because, you know, he's like, here's this dog that everyone has named different names and doesn't know what it is. And, but uh, most of our stories are again, dog adjacent. So like the first uh, episode of uh, dog edition is going to focus on, dogs coming back to the white house because most presidents have had dogs and of course when joe biden takes office which he'll take office the day after our inaugura inauguration show he is uh, going to continue that tradition but major is the first dog who is a rescue dog to ever live in the white house so that's cool so we're looking we're talking to people from Delo from the delaware humane society who helped find major but then we're also going to look back at the history of this and john adams was the first president to live in the white house he had a dog named satan uh jfk's dog isn't that great jfk's dog was actually gifted to him by nikita khrushchev and it was the daughter of the dog that flew in space oh wow 
I'm still laughing at Satan. Who names their dog Satan? That's hilarious. Yes, you don't think of John Adams as having a lot of personality. (laughs) Uh, But I think Uh, those are the stories that we're going to tell and humanize. That's a little bit. And I'm talking to the uh, chief historical officer for the uh, National Presidential Pet Museum or something like that. And so we're, we're talking. I mean, there's lots of people who are crazy about dogs and who have these great stories. And that's what Dog Edition is all about. And don't forget, if you go over to dogpodcastnetwork.com, add a slash 101 to it, and you can earn some cash because he's giving away prizes every month. And uh, James, if things go great next week, what's going to be new? Well, we will have some interviews for our first show in the can so that Pam, our producer, can start working on those and cutting those together and, and getting selects. But the thing that we really need is a fantastic trailer to put out on our feed and that hopefully if this is like an accountability call hopefully that will be the thing that i'd like to be accountable for so that we can uh, give the world a taste of what dog edition sounds like yeah because really what you want to do it takes according to rob walsh from libsyn if you get your feed up now with your trailer in a month, it will be available because it's not just Apple. There's a lot of people that pull from the back end of Apple, mm-hmm. and that sometimes takes some time if you want it to be in all the other overcasts and you know all these other things. You kind of want that of you know available, not officially launched, but available a month before your actual launch, so that by the time you say, "Hey, here's my show," you know, here comes Dog Edition, they can pick up pretty much whatever app and find your show. So that's uh, actually, I have a question for you. Now we can change that trailer as we move on, right? Yep. Absolutely. So awesome. Well, we will look forward to that. James, thanks for uh, hopping in. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying watching this little segment as we, we get ready to watch this thing uh, fly off into, uh, you know, the, the top of the charts. Well, I hope so. And I'm delighted to share this journey with you and your listeners. Cause I think it's fun. And, uh, Clearly, we're we're busting our butts here, but we're really, really committed um, to making this thing special. And I've learned a lot of what we're doing by having listened to your podcast, both of both School of Podcasting and um, uh, your Saturday show with Jim for years now. So a lot of you're very much in my head over the years. <laughs> the voice of Dave that won't get out of your head. <laughs> so awesome. Well, thank you, James. Thank you. School of podcasting.com slash start coupon code listener will save you 30% until the end of the month. Do not wait. Let me help you get going in the right direction with your podcast next week. We have the My Favorite Podcast Is episode where you're going to hear a lot of great podcasts. I've heard some. I was like, I had no idea that exists. And so I'll be adding more podcasts to my queue to listen to. And you can get that episode the minute it's available by going to schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe, where you can subscribe in whatever app you're using. Thanks so much for listening. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. <laughs>